Welcome back to the CX Pulse podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Today, we are joined by Sheila McGee-Smith, who is the President and Principal Analyst of McGee-Smith Analytics. And Sheila, today, we are going over the role of AI in customer experience. And now that we are practically mid-2021, we're going to talk about how customer behavior changed during the pandemic now that we've been here for about a year or so. Excellent. Happy to talk to you about it. Nice to meet you, Amelia. Oh, you too, Sheila. So go ahead and dive right in. I know that we've got a lot of different angles to think about this topic from. So I'm going to look at this through the eyes of contact center managers. So I've had an opportunity to talk to you know many managers over the course of the pandemic. Let's talk about a business process outsourcer who told me his voice traffic went through the roof during the pandemic, but his chat volume also went up. So they had different clients who had to open up different digital channels that perhaps they hadn't been doing before. Um, we know that a lot of clients, a lot of companies had been lagging on the digital side, or they had a skeleton crew that was answering their digital channels. So we really, as, as this business process outsourcer said, they had to sort of step up during the pandemic to, to make it um, more digitally friendly. Think about it. The whole world became quite digital in the last 16 months or so. And he also said from an RFP standpoint, for companies looking at him to have service, every single RFP that he's seen in the last 12 months has had not just voice and chat, but a, a digital aspect as well. But you talked about AI. So let me bridge to a company who is a technical support organization. Think about, you know, you sitting in a company and you have a problem with your PC very often that will be outsourced to a company like his, a technical support organization. And when I spoke to him, he said, we were a little lucky. We were ahead of the game. In February of 2020, and think about the timing, just about a month before the whole world changed, um, they were in production with a mobile support application. So customers who could just use their mobile app to, to reach out to them. And they also had a small chatbot in production for support. And there was a knowledge base behind that chatbot. So they had some key pieces in place before everything changed. And what happened was traffic on both the mobile application and the bot channels just sprung up, shot up over the course of, you know, the first couple of months of the pandemic. So what did that mean in terms of results for them? Their goal had been to hit about 10% of case resolution using the bot or using the mobile app channel. They hit 45% of cases being resolved through the bot, which was just extraordinary. You know, last case I'll, I'll talk about in terms of this reaction to the pandemic as a financial services firm. They found that customers were very understanding about the fact that agents were working from home. I mean, often in less than ideal conditions. So customers would leave comments when they got surveys, not really complaints, but comments about hearing birds chirping, dogs barking. But everybody sort of got used to it and, and was very understanding about it. Yeah, it seems like the whole situation was humanized a bit. And I'm sure it's leading to a lot of these long-term impacts, long-term changes. So let's go to the specifics there. What types of long-term impact do business forecasts on CX and business operations? So think about a business process uh, outsourcer. This executive that I spoke to said he was not originally a fan of work-from-home agents. We in the industry know that the technology has been available for a long time to allow agents to work from home. 
But there's been reticence on the part of executive. He said he, he came from a financial services contact center where they had a clean desk, no cell phone kind of policy. But when the pandemic hit, he had to find a way. And what he found that there were technologies to help keep things secure. And, and he acknowledges that modern cloud-based contact centers are part of that because they can do things like collect credit card information so that agents or representatives don't have access to that information. So one of the questions that, that he's asking within his business and is really being asked across the world is work from home going to be forever? And for this particular business process outsourcer, the plan is to bring agents back that support clients that do have very secure requirements. Think about HIPAA compliance, which is keeping patient information secure. Think about retail clients um, who, who, again, have a lot more credit card kind of use cases. He says from, from a security perspective, he sees those agents coming back into a brick and mortar contact center, but he believes that other agents will be able to work from home. Today, for example, he said they're running a, a hybrid contact center with about 90% of agents working at home, um, and then 10% from a, a brick and mortar location. And you know, as a, a technical support company told me, as a global company, for him, things vary by country, right? So he said, in India, we're probably likely to return to the office. And that has a lot to do with bandwidth issues um, and, and having the room at home to actually work uh, well. But in the UK and in the United States, he thinks that they will primarily stay working from home. So, you know, big differences due to internet availability. Uh, and finally, the a financial services firm said, some people don't feel comfortable coming into the office yet and sharing close spaces with other. It's funny, first, we're seeing, you know, reticence about people wearing masks. And now we're finding people don't want to take off their masks. So we're, we're needing to strike a balance. So for him, he's saying, I need to offer both. So as of September 1st, 2021, that's what his agents will have. They will have a choice. Um, and I think that's obviously the, the best of both worlds. There's some people who don't want to work from home because they don't have the conditions. And there are others who are not comfortable coming in. But being able to, to do both, I think, is the, is the right answer. Yeah, it sounds like a whole different set of variables for every individual company, every individual person, even as the rest of the world continues to shift. So Sheila, what would you say to a company that's still operating with premises contact center solutions about moving to a cloud solution? So I asked these same companies this question. I asked the business process outsourcer. And what he said is, when we began, we were a startup. So we didn't have an old premises-based solution. But when he looked at those from a, the standpoint of cost effectiveness, it made total sense to go to the cloud. The cost of redundancy with premises solutions, the added cost of that redundancy in a premises solution was just really too high that more than he could handle. Uh, one stat he gave me, which is a great one, is in the cloud scenario he's in, it requires two IT people to manage it. And in the past, when he's worked with premises systems, he used 12 people. I mean, think about the cost of 10 technical headcount. Other things that the technical support company talked to me about in terms of, you know, the difference between cloud and, and premises solutions, the amount of data collected by a cloud solution about the call, about the agent, about the time they log in is enormous and is much more accessible in a cloud-based world than it ever was in the premises world. It's interesting, just yesterday I was talking to a, a different client who talked about 
I felt like I didn't own my own data in a premises-based world. You know, so all the tools and data at a company's disposal really helps them run businesses in new and different ways. And if you're not in a cloud world, you're not getting those benefits. So that's what uh, that's what people think about the cloud. Once you've gone there, there's no looking back. Well, it makes so much sense what you illuminated us to around the accessibility and that cross-referencing of information between individuals. So Sheila, thank you so much for being here. And once again, we've been joined by Sheila McGee-Smith, who is the President and Principal Analyst of McGee-Smith Analytics. Sheila, thank you very much. Thank you, Amelia. Thanks for joining us for the CX Pulse podcast. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes.